Yeah, now nah, cut the music, okay? We, we're not doing the full intro today because, as you know, this is an emergency pod. Donovan Mitchell has been traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Okay, so what are we looking at starting lineup-wise? We're looking at Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, either Karis LeVert or Isaac Okoro, depending on which way they want to go with defense. Uh, Evan Mobley. Allen, what's his, Jared Allen, I wanted to say Jamie Allen for some reason, Jared Allen, Um, shit, what is happening, Kevin Love still coming off the bench, Um, they lose a bit of their depth, I guess, with no Larry Markin and no, okay, alright, I'm just, I am getting ahead of myself, so, the Utah Jazz have traded Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers, alright, they in return got let me find let me find let me find you would have thought that i would have had this ready to go so they get lowry markinen back o'shea agbaji our brethren out of kansas shout out to o'shea and colin sexton signs a four-year 72 million dollar sign and trade deal to go to the utah jazz um, along with that, they get three unprotected first-round picks in 2025, 2027, and 2029, and they get two pick swaps in 2026 and 2028. Holy shit. Holy shit. So, first-time All-Stars, Darius Garland and Jarrett Allen, are on the Cavs already. Future All-Star, Evan Mobley. And, I mean, if you don't think he's a future All-Star then you have rocks in your head as an NBA fan. Holy voice crack. Um, And now you're putting in three-time All-Star Donovan Mitchell. Like, it's just, it's insane. Insane. Um, I I honestly, I don't know where to begin with this. So so the Cavs could potentially host a, a playoff series. Like, they, this, surely this makes them top, in the top four in the east okay all right bit of housekeeping i know it's an emergency pod but we still need to housekeep praise be on to the cover au praise be on to the doc guy the socials guy and the sherpa who we will miss on sabbatical on and off over the last over the next couple of weeks um praise be to lock as well shout out to lock for doing the solo episode on thursday uh if you haven't caught that jump over listen to that he runs down everything nrl um but this is solely nba now speaking of lock here are his comments cleveland won the trade best case scenario for sexton's development was donovan with better defense so at the end of the day um you know jazz don't lose too bad but they don't lose but they do lose a bit not too excited for the pick swaps. This is Lock again. Not too excited for the pick swaps for Utah. I think Cleveland is going to be good with this core for a while. Cleveland have a great defense already to cover Donovan. Utah isn't done with moves yet. So Lock reckons Utah still to make some moves. I tend to agree. You got a guy like Jordan Clarkson there that is now wasted. Um, you know, former sixth man of the year. He needs to be on a title contender. Like, Utah, Utah have never been a title contender. Well, I mean, I guess last year was their closest year. But we all know they are a um, regular season team. They're not a playoff team. Uh, and now they're not even a regular season team. They're going to be fighting San Antonio for that bottom. So, 
you know, you've got a guy like Jordan Clarkson that needs to be moved. Mike Conley will definitely be moved. There's a lot of him going to the Lakers. Rumors, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, he's another, like, near 20-point-per-game scorer. He will be moved. Um, yeah, there's so much, so much going. Um, so the New York, what happened with New York? So New York apparently were in this race up until the last, like, 48 hours of it. And they really wanted um, to keep Quentin Grimes. So it looked like it was going to be RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, two firsts and a pick swap later down the track. Uh, two unprotected firsts and a pick swap for Donovan Mitchell. But uh, the Jazz didn't want Emmanuel Quickly. They would rather Quentin Grimes. Now the Knicks um, think that Quentin Grimes is better than Emmanuel Quickly. Wanted to hold on to him. Um, and they said if it was going to be Emmanuel quickly in the deal, it was going to have to be three unprotected first round picks. The Knicks didn't want to give that up. Um, Woj by, via the Woj pod assumes that they didn't want to give up that extra pick because, you know, they thought that Donovan was going to be their, like clearly their marquee guy, but their, you know, their number two guy that they made a splash on this offseason. We already know that they're spending $104 million or $110 million or whatever on, uh, Jalen Brunson over the next four years, um, you know that's that's a marquee guy. That's I mean he's a good, really good NBA point guard, but he's not he's not blockbuster. He's not highlights. He's not you know the creme de la creme. He's not a superstar. He's not even an all star yet. So you know if you've got a chance to get a three time all star that is you know younger than twenty five, you do it. You give up that extra first round pick. Surely you give up Quinton Grimes. You give up R J Barrett. I mean R J Barrett. Came into the league uh, not long after Donovan and um, is yet to make an all-star game. I mean, the man was drafted in, in 2019. Um, you would have thought by now if, you know. And, and his first couple of years was uh, was shaky. Not like his, well, his first year especially was, was shaky. The shot just wasn't there. Um his uh his year last year was was actually really good we saw some really good progression he started to put the Knicks a bit more on his back uh Julius Randle had his massive year in between those two years so um you know it's it's all coming together for RJ Barrett he is going to be something special but you know uh Donovan Mitchell has only been in the league two years more than RJ Barrett and he's been an all-star three times like surely you give up you give up the extra first round pick don't you I mean I think the Knicks of the three teams, the Knicks obviously fumbled the bag the most in not getting Donovan Mitchell. Donovan's a, you know, he's a guy from New York. You could have had a backcourt of two guys that grew up in New York that wanted to play for the Knicks. That is not something you can say over the last 20, 30 years. There have not been two guys there that grew up in New York that wanted to play for the Knicks, that were happy to play for the Knicks. Um, it would have made the Knicks that much better. Uh, could you imagine a lineup of, of Brunson... Um, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, Evan Fournier is a bit give or take, or Reggie Bullock, whoever you decide to put in there, um, Julius Randle, Jericho Sims, Mitchell Robinson, like there's, you know, there would have been a few more question marks there, and I understand uh, the Knicks wanting to wait, uh, or wanting to keep assets in order to go get a third guy, but you have to get the second guy before you get the third guy, right? So, yeah, they fumbled the bag the most. Um Utah ended up pretty pretty decent here. I agree with Lachlan. Cleveland definitely won the trade. I mean, Cleveland have now become 
as I said, at the top, uh, a top four team in the East. Like, you've still got your Brooklyn's. If, you know, if Kyrie can give you 60-plus games, they're going to be in top four. Um, you know, Philadelphia is still very good, especially if James Harden is continuing to buy in like it looks like he's going to. Um, the Bucks are great. Boston's great. So Cleveland may not even be a top four team. I mean, Cleveland's probably... They're probably pushing... You would think the Nets um, for that top four or, you know, if James Harden doesn't buy into all 82 games, the Sixers, uh, but they've got, you know, an MVP in Joel Embiid. If you if you only get, you know, 50 games out of Chris Middleton, we saw how amazing Giannis is. And speaking of Giannis, that stat line against, what was it, Serbia? Like 62, 20 and like, uh, yeah, it was just, it was fucking gross, whatever it was. Um, but, you know... Um, with Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland. Yeah, they're a top. They've already got, as Locke said, they've already got a fantastic defense. Um, he is not known as a defender, but, you know, does a decent job. Um, what, yeah, they just they just got so much better. they now got a, a scorer. They've got so many scorers, so many weapons. Uh, Darius Garland, also like a semi-decent defender. So you've got, you know, you've got 50 points in the backcourt just from them. Evan Mobley is like could be the next Tim Duncan, and he's with like Kevin Durant's jump shot, so you know he can give you seventeen to twenty. Jared Allen's just happy to do his role. He's happy to live that DeAndre Jordan life and just run to the hoop and and get twenty rebounds. And uh, you know Isaac Okoro, just chuck him in there to to play to play defense. You got um, Karis Levert to score off the bench. Kevin Love to score off the bench. You got a, like you got some mad depth there. JB Bickerstaff, he's a he's a great coach. Uh, did fantastic work with them last year. Um, uh, yeah, I really I I love this for Cleveland. Um, Cleveland, this is for you, part two. Um, let's get to the Jazz. What did the Jazz end up with now? Let's have a quick little look. See. Uh, as to what the Jazz roster is looking like. Pardon me. We're just waiting for ESPN to load. Okay, so you've got the names of O'Shea Agbaji, Nikhail Alexander-Walker, Malik Beasley's there. When did he get there? Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, um, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Rudy Gay, THT, Stanley Johnson, Larry Markinen, Colin Sexton, Jared Vanderbilt, and Hassan Whiteside. Oh, Malik must have gone in the Gobert trade. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, so not a tear. It's a bad lineup. It's bad. Uh, for for rookie coach Will Hardy, he's going to have a lot of question marks. Like maybe you start Clarkson alongside Sexton with Vanderbilt, uh, Gay, and Horton Tucker, or you know Stanley Johnson can play that small ball four or Markinen. Markinen, uh, Hassan Whiteside's your really your only true center. You've got Walker Kessler as well, another rookie. So there's plenty of rookies and stuff there to to work with. I don't think the rebuild in Utah is going to be that long, but it's not going to be short either. Like there's going to be two or three years of mediocrity here, especially if they continue to move pieces. Like Jordan Clarkson's thirty; he's not getting any younger. Um, he'll he'll be moved. His thirteen million will be moved. Uh, Mike Conley's 23 million. Jesus, will be moved as well. He's 34. Um, I wouldn't be surprised 
Uh, yeah, Bojan will be moved as well. He's 33. I wouldn't be surprised if Malik Beasley... Oh, sorry, Larry Markkinen's contract is the biggest one here um, by the end of the season. He's on nearly 17 million. Um, oh, Colin Sexton, 75 over 4 will kick in. Or 72 over 4 will kick in. So that'll make his pretty big. But, I mean, the Jazz have an okay roster. It's probably... It, it, it's probably better than San Antonio and Houston. I don't know if it's better than Oklahoma. It's it's probably on par with Oklahoma. They'll be in the bottom five um, contending for, you know, lottery picks for sure. Um, you probably get maybe 30 wins out of this lineup. You could see great growth from Walker Kessler. He'll probably start over Hassan Whiteside now that I've, you know, kind of worked that out in my head. Um, Jared Vanderbilt's going to have a great year. Fantasy guys get on him. Colin Sexton should be a fantasy untouchable. Uh, Larry Markkinen had a great bounce back year as a Cav um, from the Chicago days. So, um, you know, the uh, the finisher uh, could be could be in for another really, really good year. Uh, like last year, he had 15, 6, and... and one and a half, um, shot pretty decently at 45 from the field and, and 36 from three, 87 from the free throw line. So, you know, and that was all in 30 minutes a game. So he'd be getting between 30 and 35 minutes a game now, you would think, at Utah. Um, so, yeah, he could be an empty stats guy. Um, yeah, I don't, I just, I'm trying to find positives for Utah, to be fair. I mean, the, the haul that they've got for, and and this is not reading off an article, this is just purely looking at their roster. So they got Malik, uh, O'Shea Abaji, Malik Beasley, Leandro Bolmaro, um, THT, Stanley Johnson, uh, Larry Markkinen, Colin Sexton, and Jared Vanderbilt from Gobert and Mitchell. So... You've got a great six nine defensive guy in Vanderbilt. That's a plus. Sexton is a, is a great offensive player. Uh, you know, obviously had his injuries last year, um, but fantastic offensive player. He was the guy in Cleveland like two years ago. People forget that he was like he gave purpose to the number two jersey again after Kyrie burnt it on the way out. Um, Laurie Markkinen again, bit of a bounce back year. Tht has shown some upside. Obviously, like he earned his contract when he got it, he's only 20, fuck, THT's only 21, so, like, he's got room to grow, um, Malik Beasley, he's a good shooter, uh, he could be, a, you know, a 3 and D guy in this league for the next 10, 15 years, he's only 25, uh, O'Shea Baji, he's a 3 and D guy, he could, he could easily play for the next 20 years, so, you know, you got some project guys too, and Akil Alexander-Walker, like, it's not a terrible lineup, it's not, it's not atrocious, um, but it's not great. It's not great. They're definitely going to be in the bottom bottom four or five. Um, but yeah, good stuff for Cleveland. I just I can't believe I can't believe New York. Like, why do you? Surely you just give up the extra. Give up the extra. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to you at that point. You know, the an extra an extra first round pick. If you're if you're thinking that you're going to be successful getting Donovan Mitchell and giving up, you know, RJ Barrett and Quinton Grimes, you keep a guy like Quickly, you keep Jalen Brunson, you keep Julius Randle, you've got Mitchell Robinson, you go out and you get a third guy either in the offseason or next year, you're setting yourself up for, you know, a, a three to ten year plan with these young guys and 
you know, you just give up as many picks as you want. That's exactly what Cleveland's done. Cleveland's given up five picks over the next five years because they don't need them because they've got three years of Donovan Mitchell. They've got another three to four years before the next contract kicks in of Evan Mobley. They've got three years of Jared Allen because he signed that four-year big deal. Um, Darius Garland's just re-signed a max five-year 180 or whatever it is. So they've got like young, hungry, deep guys that, you know, pause on that. But they've got a young, hungry, deep roster and... It's like, wow, it's just, it's it's insane. Like, Cleveland is going to be, if they're not top four this year, they will be next year for sure, for sure. Like, you think of, you think of the depth that um, Cleveland has. Let's have a look here. Uh, the depth, the depth. Where is it? Where is it? I had a, I had a stat before. Here we go. Sorry if you just uh, got caught on my zipper. So the depth. At point guard, you've got Garland, Rubio, and Raul Neto. At shooting guard, you've got Mitchell, Lavert, who could also play the three, and Nemhard. Don't know who you are. Isaac Okoro, um, Lavar Stevens. I think it's Lavar. Lamar, maybe. Um, Dean Windler at small forward. Power forward, you've got uh, Evan Mobley, Dean Wade, Chetty Osman, and Isaiah Mobley. Uh, that's a cute little shout-out. And um, you've got Jared Allen, Kevin Love, and Robin Lopez at center. So, like, it's... They're deep. They're so deep. Like, Kevin Love can still give you 15 to 20 a night. Karis Levert, 15 to 20 a night. Ricky Rubio, he'll give you, like, 20 assists a night. Um, Okoro, in for defense. Wade can play the small forward as well if you need him to, in for defense. Like, Evan Mobley can play the center. You can run small ball. Kevin Love at the four. Like, Robin Lopez can go out there and get you a few rebounds it's yeah there's a lot there's a lot doing um but yeah to sum up probably i mean it's like an a minus move for the Cavs. a minus because they're they're young now they're you know they're, they've given up a, a few assets but they're young and they're and they're hungry and they're ready to go um Probably a C plus for Utah. I mean, in the position that you were in, you got back some good assets, um, and you're probably going to move some more on. So you're, you know, you've got the cap room to work with um, for two guys that you didn't want to be that didn't want to be there, um, and like were seemingly the root of all of your problems over the last three or four years. Um, you've done well, I think. Um, huge F. For the Knicks, but how often is it not an F for the Knicks? Um, it is what it is. Tune in to the Monday show. We'll have a little bit more of like a quick get Lachlan's takes on this. Sorry, not Monday. Movie Magic, the Tuesday show. Um, thanks for tuning in to this uh, emergency pod. Um, what do you guys think of these? Do you like these? Do you like when we like react to massive news like this? Um, like you know, the same thing would happen if a guy in the NRL got moved or like there was another big, big shift in the NBA, um, let us know, sound off in the comments on Instagram, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, what else is there? Rugby league merch, grab your rugby league merch at rugby league merch.com.au. Um, play up. We're with play up. First leg of the, the Udi better got up first leg of this week's multi. 
Uh, Mike Acevo got up, so we've got three legs to go. Johnson, Talungi, and Mulatalo, uh, all left wingers, all ready to hump. Um, praise be on to the doc guy, the socials guy, and to the cover as always. And we will catch you in the next one on Tuesday.